You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. Talking about this game. So, it was fun while it lasted, but the New York Knicks winning streak is over. Snap at nine games. The team was stunned by the Charlotte Hornets at Madison Square Garden last night. Final score 112-105. New York got to a 16-point lead at halftime against the Charlotte Hornets who were able to then take advantage of the Knicks' short legs and uh, tired legs in the second half. The Knicks, while scored 62-39 to in the second half, um, they shot just 30% from the field in the second half. So, Knicks uh, definitely were not up to snuff when it came to trying to close out this team. Kelly Oubre led the Hornets with 27 points. Uh, Terry Rozier had 25. Great uh, Gordon Hayward also had a big game. This one hit some big shots in the fourth quarter. So Hornets flat out outplayed the Knicks down the stretch. Uh, the Knicks did get 27 from R.J. Barrett. He was their leading scorer. He did not get much help on the offensive end besides of that. Uh, Julius Randle. 16 points, 5 for 17 shooting. Emmanuel quickly, 14 points, 5 for 16 shooting. Both of those guys logged major minutes and made big plays in that Boston Celtics game. Those guys unable to replicate that kind of production in this Hornets loss. Jalen Brunson, as we mentioned, remained out in this game as he continues to recover from a sore foot. So let's talk about this game first. Uh, Tommy, do you attribute this loss essentially to fatigue? I mean, when I watched this game, it felt like um, when you look at the amount of offensive rebounds the Hornets were able to get, uh, the Hornets have just seemed like the much fresher team, the much quicker team. Do you attribute fatigue to this uh, to this loss? Yeah, I think I think definitely in the second half. You know, with, uh, you know going in, I think a lot of folks were wondering double overtime in Boston, right down to the wire, Miami, just game after game after game of hot. You know, the expending mental, physical, you know, everything you could, leaving it all out there on the floor. Um, you know, we talked about last Friday before the Celtics game, you know, Julius Randle forgot what question he was answering because he said he was so exhausted yeah. um, in, in the in his postgame presser. And, and obviously we know what happened Sunday with IQ playing 55 minutes, um, Barrett 50 minutes, um, Randle 47. Um, you know, these things are just compounding upon each other. Nine game win streak, almost a month, um, you know, just feeling that pressure day in, day out. Um, and you know, the first half, they look great. Um, you know, scored 41, was it 41 points in the second quarter alone or four, maybe 45, um, yeah, 45 mm-hmm. points in the second quarter yeah. alone, um, entered the half up 16, um, you know, just, just playing at a really high level. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, okay, they, you know, they, <laughs> this team is immune to, uh, you know, yeah. any type of letdown. Um, yeah. and, 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 you know, and we saw the starters come in start of the third quarter getting beat getting beat to loose balls not closing out as sharply as they had as they as they had been um you mentioned giving up some some offensive rebounds second unit came in gave them a spark gave them some life um pushed that lead back up to nine actually and then we saw kind of the the old Knicks creep back in with their inability to uh, finish down the stretch 
Charlotte goes on a 14 to two run and Knicks just don't have that answer. Um, you know, one of the things we had talked about, you know, continuously throughout this entire season was when the Knicks needed a basket, you know, Jalen Brunson would calm things down, back his guy into the post, pump fake twice, you know, and get himself a shot in the paint or, or shot at the rim and just kind of settle things down. Obviously not having Brunson there, um, you know, was, was a major factor. IQ had played the game of his career Sunday night. Um, he looked a little bit short, you know, his legs, obviously a little bit weary, um, just didn't yeah. have that, same, that, that same spark, that same pep um, that, you know, that, that drove the offense uh, Sunday night in Boston. So, um, you know, not a shocking loss in the fact that, um, you know, you knew this, the, the streak was going to have to end, but obviously the fact that they were up 16 to the half up nine in the, in the fourth quarter against a bad, Hornets team. Let's let's make no mistake. It's a team that got blown out by Boston. Hadn't won a game since uh, Lamella Ball was sidelined with a fractured ankle. Um, so um, I was thinking to myself, kind of as the second half was playing out, if the Knicks were playing a good team, a decent average NBA team, they would have been blown that lead. Um, yeah. prior, even you know they wouldn't have built that big of a lead, and then they would have given up a you know they would have given up the lead sooner. Um, you know I thought that maybe they would have a chance to hold down because the Hornets just don't have the talent to compete um, with the Knicks from one through nine on uh, in the rotation. Um, but yeah, all things considered, um, I don't think it's too much to um, you know we don't need to dwell too much on it. Sometimes there are schedule games. Sometimes there are um, you know games that just you know because of you know the just the wear and tear that they put on their bodies over the last few weeks the last month um you know led to the result and, and i think this was a primary example yeah i think in many ways you saw in this game i mean in considering what happened in boston going that double overtime and having to come back tuesday night in this game uh hornets uh played uh at the over the weekend but got blown out by, by the brooklyn nets so a lot of these starters didn't get to play those big minutes that the Knicks played guys had. Um, they got to stay in one city for uh, two nights. Now we know New York City can you know maybe get the best of some guys, but it seemed like Charlotte was focused in this game. So they got to stay in one city. They didn't have to travel. So um, in some ways, even though Charlotte played on the road, there were some advantages into this game. And not to make any excuses, I mean this is is what it is. But uh, but I definitely thought fatigue played a factor in this one. I thought to me the second unit really kind of carried the Knicks in this game. I mean, the starters, I didn't think started the game all that great. They looked slow to come out. They couldn't make any shots. Second unit came in. They built that big lead in that second half, um, built it up to 16 for the most part. Uh, most of it was on them. And R.J. Barrett, who was really, really good in the first half. He was good for most of the game, just couldn't buy any threes, which has unfortunately been a lot of his story for, for parts of the season. But um, but the, the, the key players, the starters, Randall, uh, IQ, um, those guys just – couldn't seem to get it going consistently. Um, quickly had a lot of really good looks uh, in spot of situations, shots that he normally drills that he just weren't going down that night. Randall um, offensively made some good passes. I thought his reads were pretty good last night, and it was unfortunate that, you know, Nick's retired lights guys didn't make shots. But um, so that was good to see him cut down turnovers and maybe execute a little better in regards to adjusting to the defenses, throwing double teams and traps. But um, he didn't have the legs to make shots. He was very candid in the post game saying uh, we were exhausted <laughs> and when I asked what happened out there, um, it was pretty obvious. So you got to give credit to the, uh, to the, to the Hornets for, for stepping up and they could have quit. I think the Knicks kind of hoped that that like knockout punch in the second round in the second quarter was the knockout punch that would kind of just put them away. But the Hornets kept battling and they got pros and they got guys who, if they have confidence like Oubre and Hayward and Rogier, that can't hurt you. It was a little ironic to see a team that, you know, has 21 wins, uh, you know, flexing as much as they were last night. Like, I, you know, I guess, you know, playing in front of the garden crowd, you, you'll get some of that. But I was, I was like, it's, I, 
Ubre might have flexed more times after buckets than the Hornets have wins this season. Like that's it was like crazy. Every basket he's doing some kind of gesture. I'm like, oh my God, like okay, dude. But uh, but yeah, credit where credit is due for the Hornets. But uh, yeah, a lot of this loss was just on fatigue. Unfortunately, couldn't finish it out. Um, yeah, that's kind of yeah. where I stay on this one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, and, and I think a, a couple points. One on the R.J. Barrett. I think, um, yes, he finished with a game-high 27, um, but he was also 4-15 four, uh, four from the field in the second half. Like, this this game felt a lot like the games where the, when the Knicks didn't have Brunson and Randall t- kind of tag team in, in years past, um, where they just – you get a high-volume Randall, but it's not an efficient Randall, and that leads to var- variant swings um, back and forth and – um, you know, sometimes the ability not don't not having the ability to close out teams. Um, and the other thing, it's a reminder of one of, of Brunson's value and his importance as team, but also um, a reminder to the Knicks that they just they are, uh, you know, unlike a lot of the other, you know, and, and for the last three months, the Knicks have been an elite team, you know, the third best right. record in the NBA. Unlike the other very good teams, great teams, in the NBA. They don't have that one superstar. If the Bucs are struggling, Giannis can take over in the fourth. If the Nuggets are having an off night, Jokic, simply by his singular greatness, can dominate a game by himself, even if he's tired and put up 33, 17, and 10 um, and, and carries team to victory. Um, you know, there's there's just guys like that um, that are few and far between. And Bede can you know, have a game like that for the Sixers um, where he just completely takes over and hits 20 free throws, something along those lines. So, but again, the Knicks are, are, are again, a, the, a team that – the sum is greater than the than the, you know that's what's most important. It's not one individual talent. Um, you know, it's kind of a night by night situation where they you know the, the bench chips in and Brunson will have a great game and Randall get a key rebound and, and things along those lines. Mitch will get a block shot. Um, yeah, and and credit to Mitch Rob. He was the one guy that did seem kind of fresh and bouncy. Yeah. Um, he played less than some other guys, but um, again, you know, he continues to dominate the, the glass and 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 you know, dunk dunk the ball at will. So um, that's good to see. But yeah, um, you know, the, I think those are just kind of the takeaways. Again, the the importance of, of Brunson um, and uh, you know the you know that the Knicks have to basically stay on their P's and Q's every night. They have a lot less margin for error than the other teams at the top of each conference. I also thought the Knicks didn't do necessarily a great job when calls didn't go their way. Yeah. Um, you know, RJ, there was a, I mean, I thought a very questionable um, review that was overturned on a file that they said was a block. I mean, I don't know how you could tell Hayward actually blocked that shot, but even if you did, there was still a lot of contact. So that seemed like an extremely questionable call to overturn. I mean, if you mm-hmm. called it on the call on the floor, we call that a block, then maybe you overturn it. But I, I mean, the overturn right. that is from file was, a, I thought, a, a momentum changing play. You know, random throws Rozier into the front row, and he's saying, "How is that a foul?" And I thought that carried it to the next possession. Um, and and I was surprised he didn't get attacked or get thrown out <laughs> to end the game. Yep. So yep. it just seemed like, and the rest didn't. They, I mean, the rest let these guys play, and for the most part, I'm always going to be a little for rest letting guys play. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. This is not gonna. Be the, I knew I bang on the rest a lot in this podcast. This will not be the podcast I do that. I do think that the Knicks, uh, though they didn't maybe get calls that should have gone their way. Um, they didn't handle it very well down the stretch either. And the one last thing I'll say on the fatigue, 
is I, I always, to me, people will point to fatigue and say, look at often defense and rebounding. And that is true. But And and they showed their ugly head in this game. I thought the third quarter, they looked tired, and the Hornets ran them out the gym in the third quarter. They had a big uh, offense off. I think they had 37 points in that quarter. Um, and then um, so and then there were plenty of offensive rebounds gave in that quarter as well. So I, I'm not saying that that wasn't also part of it. But a lot of times I'll actually focus on offensive execution down the stretch. Because to me, that is when it's hardest to execute your offense. And it's because the game gets slowed down and bogged down. You can't, it's easier to kind of get lazy and kind of say, okay, let's just stand in the corner and let a guy just go one on five. And that's what I think you saw a lot of the Knicks doing. They didn't really get into their sets effectively. It's been a problem all season. But I thought last night, particularly, they were up six point, a uh, nine point with six minutes left. And then they just were, it was just, you know, blanketed basically for the rest of the game. Their offense completely shut off and they didn't seem to find a way to get easy baskets. And I think that in many ways sometimes can be even a larger tell about how bad uh, fatigue is because. Um, it, that is when you need to dig your deepest to run your best offense, and the Knicks couldn't do it at that stretch. And also, just knocking down shots. I mean, you know, that's the, it too. Yeah, the Knicks were short on some shots, and you know, and and again, it's the cumulative impact um, of of years. You know, we've talked about Grimes playing a lot more minutes than he had, and this, you know, kind of his his real rookie years. He's playing the most minutes he has, and I think he's had a tough time um, you know, adjusting to the three point line too. You know, we just kind of assume these guys are big and strong, but um, you know, his above the break three this year is I think sub thirty percent or right around thirty percent. He's been more effective in the corners, especially that left corner. Um, but that's another you know sign of, of wear and tear, and, and obviously mm-hmm. quickly. Um, didn't have that that same kind of spark. So um, it le- it kind of lends itself to the conversation of how do the Knicks handle these next five weeks? You know, this next month is this, this final yeah. home stretch of the regular season. Obviously, you want to secure um, the most importantly, you want to secure playoff position, which means not falling below six. Um, but yes. obviously, you also want to stay in that five four slot um, to, to avoid playing most likely the Sixers if you fall to six. And the Nets, um, after their surprising, you know, uh, shocking 28 point come back victory over the ball over the Celtics they've now won three in a row they're just a game behind the, the, the Knicks um so they don't have that much room to play with um but again I'd say if I had to you know um sacrifice one to get the other I, I really hope Tibbs keeps an eye on the minutes maybe the front office whispers in his ear like listen we need to make sure um we as this we are as close to 75 percent or 80 you know whatever the, the highest level of you know everybody's worn down everybody's nipped up um you know they've been playing basketball for for four straight months now um even the the most finely tuned athletes um are, are going to be affected impacted yeah. some way shape or form but um you just want to keep an eye on keeping those guys fresh physically mentally um over the you know the kind of stretch of the season that's where the veteran experienced playoff teams the bucks um the warriors those kind of clubs um you know will will have an advantage because they're just used to the the grind and then ramping it back up um once the once the postseason tips off so um you know it's a it's a fine line the knicks are gonna have to walk here in between um reducing randall's minutes just a tad um you know they maybe they gave brunson this game off maybe aired on the side of caution and while still maintaining um that 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 fifth seed position where they are right now um the good news is they're only a game ahead of the nets but they're still three and a half games ahead of miami um yeah. so that that that's working in their favor um that gives them at least a little bit of breathing room and i, I thought last night uh tuesday night could have also been humbling as well because look they're playing great they're winning all these games and I, i'm i'm all for these guys putting pushing the chest out a little bit but you know you got randall saying hey low management i got my own science uh you got tibbs you know making jokes about the minute police in the in yep. the press conference look they're winning these games so i'm not gonna go crazy but like 
I kind of saw those comments and I'm like, I mean, are, are it, 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 like at this point, if you're saying the expectations are raised, like, are there bigger goals beyond, you know, just making the playoffs? Like, you know, right. like, like if you, if those are bigger goals, like I think that you can't have such a cavalier attitude to understanding uh, what these guys minutes are and, and their fatigue and things like that. So, uh, maybe and then you know Randall come around and say, "Well, I was tired." I'm like, "Well, what happened to your own signs? I thought that you had this all figured out. Now you're telling me you're tired." So um, I, I do hope that maybe this kind of resets the organization's thoughts a little bit because um, that was a, a a bad loss. You know, you're up by 16 points against one of the worst teams in the NBA, and like they look like one of the worst teams too. It wasn't yes. like a team that looked good maybe <laughs> the Knicks. I mean, they looked ragged. You know, they were making shots. Uh, Uber, you know, couldn't miss for a lot of this game. But they didn't look like a good team. It wasn't like you played a game and you said, "Oh, well, the other right. team was really good," and you know they lost. Like you played a bad team and, and you played right, right. Terrible. It wasn't like they hit. It wasn't like they hit fifteen out of thirty-three points. Right. And just got crazy right. hot. You know. Yeah, they had a couple guys that played well, and that was all right. they needed to beat the Knicks, even though going, yep. even though they went down sixteen points. So hopefully, this yep. was a wake-up call. Last thing on this game, and it kind of leads us into this next conversation about these next games coming up. Any more concern about the Brunson foot injury? I mean, you talked about. Uh, I think there was accurate to say that it's kind of feels a little secretive at secret of what's going on because like we saw him leave the Miami game, which you astutely noted with a ankle injury to the right ankle. And they've been saying is a left foot soreness still, which is not the deal with the right ankle. So um, we haven't heard much on it. Like Tibbs said, he doesn't think it's serious. Uh, but when he said, when they asked him to get MRI, he was like, I don't know. It's like, well, how do you not know? Right. So some of these things were a little weird. So are, are you any more concerned about Brunson moving forward with this injury? Or do you, do you think that the Knicks are just playing it safe? I think they're just playing it safe. I, you know, I don't think Nick fans need to panic just yet. The Knicks, like most, prof- not even most NBA teams, most professional organizations will tell you as little as humanly possible as, you know, basically as little as they're legally required to do so in today's gambling world um and they're yeah. just gonna you know keep as much close to the vest as possible the fact that brunson's been on the bench he's you know he seems to be laughing and joking with teammates and, and things along those lines tibbs did say that he will fly to sacramento with the team um after tuesday's game which is encouraging um certainly if he didn't make the trip that would obviously be um but again let's i think it's just you know instead of speculating and you know too too yeah. much um, you know, we'll wait until the injury report comes out. I assume he'll be listed as questionable. Um, you know, if he's listed as doubtful, obviously a major concern because he's trending in the wrong direction. Ideally, he'll be listed as probable. Um, but, you know, we'll see for that injury report. And then we'll see Thursday's Thursday morning shoot around um, out in California. That should should tell us a lot. And hopefully Tibbs gives the gives the media out there um, an update and, you know, and we'll go from there. But, yeah, l- listen, make no mistake about it. The, the Knicks go as far as Brunson um, can carry them for, for the most part um, on many an occasion this season um and it's uh, impossible to overstate his importance so um you know at, at this point i don't want to say nick fans are waiting on pins and needles but let's just say they'll breathe a sigh of relief if and when they get some good news on the on the brunson front yeah you're right that it's good that he's he's been engaged with the team he's been on the bench and he's been with the team for all these games so that's been good to see um this uh trip is important and you know one thing we've seen with this next team is when they've gone on these long win streaks, they've often like given a lot of these games back immediately. Like they'll yep. go on a four game losing streak right after, a five game losing streak right after. So you know that's part of the reason why a game like that was was tough to swallow because you're playing against such a bad team and then you're up 16 points uh, and you don't find a way to get that done. But then now you add the Brunson bit to it. Now you're going on the road. Now you're going on the West Coast trip. You got some pretty good teams you're playing. Uh, you don't want this thing to fester. So 
Um, it's a it's a it's a balancing act. You got a lot of guys that could probably use a, a blow. A lot of guys that maybe it would be nice to have Brooks back in the lineup. Maybe I could have to play 35, 40 minutes. Wait, playing recently the 55 minute marathon he ran on uh, on in Boston on Sunday. So uh, the Brunson thing definitely an important thing to follow. But 